0: Welcome to the 15-Minute Classroom. I'm Diane Kay, host of the 15-Minute Classroom podcast and owner of Next Steps, a collaborative coaching business. Here in the classroom, you'll gain access to information, tools, strategies, and educational support for children 4 to 12 years of age as you seek to develop essential skills that your children need at home, at school, in their play, and relationships. Whether it's meeting to create routines that build skills, creating a schedule to support your goals, activities, and family events, working together to problem solve challenging behaviors, or reviewing an individual education plan to provide support at home, each of these opportunities. Sheds light on you, the parents, seeking to understand, equip, and engage with your children to foster strong, loving connections that build character and support lifelong learning. On today's episode, Dale Shipley joins us across this online table. Dale is the author of Empowering Parents Meeting Children's Learning Needs in the Kindergarten and Primary Years. Dale holds a master's degree in education and a doctorate in early and middle childhood. She is the author of five editions of Empowering Children, play-based curriculum for lifelong learning. Dale is passionate about empowering parents to observe, raise questions, recognize their own power, and participate in the transformation of Canada's education system so that it connects with 21st century imperatives. Welcome, Dale. Thank you, Diane. I'm pleased to be here. I'm glad to have you. And on on this episode, Dale and I are going to discuss what physical literacy is, why it's important, how it's developed, and how it impacts all other domains or areas of a child's development. We'll also touch on parents, caregivers, essential influence and their role.
1: So, Dale, let's dive in. What is physical literacy? Well, I'll start with a definition, Diane. It's, it's a term that is used to describe the ability to care for and move one's body competently and with grace and confidence so as to be able to participate actively in exercise, in physical skills or sports and recreation that one enjoys. So it covers a a lot of ground. You cover a lot more ground on this
0: definition and topic in your book, Chapter 6, on physical literacy. So, Dale, why is physical literacy so
1: important? Mainly because... It interacts with development in all domains, the social, emotional, and the cognitive or intellectual domain. Also, development moves from simple to more complex and from general to specific in all of these domains. So that physical learning physical skills, becoming physically literate, as the expression goes today, is like learning in any other domain. The learning skills that are required are much the same when children are learning to be physically capable as it is when they're learning to be capable readers, for an example. For instance, children will walk before they run. They will usually jump with both feet before they learn to hop with one foot. They'll recognize easy symbols like color and shape before they recognize numbers and letters. They babble before they speak words and phrases, and they will speak in short sentences before they can maintain conversations. So in all aspects of their development, we see that the the process, the progress they make is sequential. It, it, It follows in a fairly established order, and children don't vary a great deal, no matter what it is that they are learning in terms of the sequence that they follow.
0: So you mentioned the sequential aspect of physical development and how one skill builds on another deal. I think this information is essential for parents and caregivers to remember, particularly when we skip ahead a few years and a child is presented with opportunities to participate in a team sport, perhaps hockey or volleyball or an individual sport like dance or skiing. The ability to perform and participate, which you spoke about in the definition, in a sport will be influenced by the development of these earlier ses- sequential physical skills that you
1: mentioned. That's right, Diane. The The way to look at it is that in early and middle childhood, that would, would en- encompass the years from from 3 to 10 or 11 children are building a foundation particularly in the early years up until the about the age of 6 they are they are really developing the capacity the physical capacity to become skilled in their movements physically and perceptually or sensorially as we would would say Children also develop physical skills um, casually when they're outside playing or when they're inside playing, for that matter. Whenever they're moving around, moving their bodies, their bodies are learning and they are learning to master the, con- and control their body movements in play of all kinds. But that is not to say that children do not also benefit from conscious instruction or from physical education programs and coaching that will help them become more skilled, but will also encourage them to develop a wide range of physical skills. For instance, I, in my teaching, young people who are in their early 20s who have never learned to skip or they've never learned to throw a ball properly. So we, we have to be aware that children need a lot of physical activity that is what we might call free play of their own choosing outdoors especially but they also need programs they need conscious instruction that will guide them and help them through some of the, the more difficult skills that they should be learning and of course all of it involves exercising their muscles and their joints and their and and learning their locomotor movements um, as they go parents need to, also uh, encourage children to explore the many ways their bodies move and respond. Coaching children in specific physical skills. Parents should pay attention to their child's physical movements, to her basic movements and coordination abilities. And when they provide feedback to the child on the skill with which she moves and controls her body in space, and when she risks learning a new physical skill and succeeds, parents should recognize the effort and the persistence that the child has spent acquiring these new movements and skills more than actually on achieving her goal. So that the child learns that it's more important to expend energy and time and effort and actually learning new physical skills that she may not have tried before than it is to always perfect one or two or three skills that she knows she can be successful in. And that's often what parents fail to do. They they forget that although their child is uh, perhaps an expert runner and has good locomotion skills, they forget that they also have to develop their upper bodies and learn balance and they learn, need to learn how to stop and start quickly and to help their bodies move more quickly through space. So there's a wide range of physical skills that parents need to be aware of that are important for children to learn and not just focus on what comes most easily. And that really ties, Dale, with what you just, the example that you just described earlier. That's right. And of course, skipping is a good example to choose because it requires control of the all the quadrants of the body, the the upper body above the midline, and the lower body, the legs, the arms, and, and it's a coordination activity which involves alternating right side with a right arm with with leg and so on and so forth it's it's extremely difficult to execute unless it's practiced and not every every child learns to skip efficiently
0: and that's why again back to the example earlier about skipping ahead a few years and seeing children who are a little bit older Or children who are younger who participate in a sport, hockey, soccer, a group sport, but they haven't developed all of the skills. Certainly they will continue to develop them, but there there may be missing skills that they need because they just haven't had the opportunity to practice them or perhaps even maybe the interest to practice them.
1: That's right. Very often Parents are very quick to enroll their children, perhaps in hockey, a peewee hockey team or a ball, a baseball team. But they, they they fail to realize that the, the child needs to prepare, be prepared for a team sport by learning some of the moves that are very important in those sports, like being able to throw and bat a ball or to receive a ball and being able to manipulate a hockey stick. It's very difficult task for a child to maneuver, unless they have good body balance and body control. So they have to learn the fundamental movements before they actually get involved in the refinements of the sport.
0: So parents and caregivers really play a key role in the development of physical literacy. And you emphasize the importance of taking on a coaching role, providing essential feedback to their child as they perform a skill, and helping them recognize the effort and persistence that they put into practicing that skill. So, Dale, in what ways does physical literacy impact other areas of development?
1: Well, for example, we we know that children speak more fluently when they're physically active. You just have to be observing a group of children in the playground to see how much they speak and yell and converse with one another while they're playing. And very often, it's the same children who are able to be very verbal in the playground, clam up in the classroom, and the teacher finds it difficult to get them to speak. So physical activity actually helps verbal ability, just as sensory accuracy, the ability to hear and see and touch facilitates children's ability to to sort to match to sort items to make comparisons between things to respond to verbal commands they have to be able to listen actively and if they if they if they're trying to learn to count or to read they have to be able to recognize the visual configuration of the symbol as well as the sound it makes particularly if they're learning to read so Sensory skills are closely related to learning the academic or the school-based skills, such as word recognition, reading, scanning a page, reading from left to right, responding to instructions, and following verbal directions. They need to be able to find the source and direction from which a sound is coming, for instance, in order to be able to follow instructions or participate in treasure hunts or in activities such as Simon says or follow the leader. To do any kind of imitation activity or play. they also have to be perceptually sound. So parents be very helpful to children in practicing their perceptual skills. And part of, of the business of be doing that successfully is knowing how many global perceptual skills there really are. When you think of the senses that we have, there are many specific discrete skills that are attached to each one of the senses. And
0: I really appreciate that you gave an example of of Simon Says or statue games, perhaps uh, dodgeball. Uh, Another great activity that can even be done in the home is creating an obstacle course where children go over and under and around and in and out Some of those opportunities for them to practice a variety of skills. Touching, Dale, on what you said about uh, the relationship of physical literacy to activities in all other domains, according to a 2020 study published in the Journal of Physical Activity and Health, Children who have higher levels of physical activity have consistently been shown to positively associate with a variety of performance factors, including cognitive functioning, academic behavior and school grades. The study, which collected data from over 37,000 children aged 6 to 17 years old, found that in addition to improving cognitive skills physical activity may also positively impact classroom behavior. And I think that's something that really is something that would uh, be attuned to parents as well. And research also shows that children have improved concentration and attention when they spend time in green spaces. And I know you had the opportunity to even build play spaces as green spaces for children
1: that would allow them the opportunity to practice these physical skills. Yes, playgrounds and natural space environments are very important so that children are able to experience a full range of physical activity. So one of the best things that parents can do for their children is to find ways, and sometimes it can be difficult for children to be outside every day as much as possible spontaneously, that is when the child wants to go out. And also, and this is tough for parents, ensure that they don't spend all their their free time on screens. Getting children away from screens and getting them outdoors to play is probably one of the most effective ways of helping children become effective learners.
0: So you're touching a little bit on the question of what is a parent's role in helping their children develop their physical literacy skills?
1: First of all, I think parents have to understand that they are the child's first and most important teachers. And they have to run with that because that's a really important role. Another important thing is for parents to understand that children learn best when they are allowed to be physically active, and as much as possible, not always sitting at desks or on sofas working or watching screens. Children learn, particularly young children up to the age of seven or eight, learn best through their active interaction with concrete objects in the environment. And so the more they are interacting with their environments, both the people in it and the things in the environment, the more easily they are going to, to learn. So if parents truly believe and understand this, they will see and understand that their role in helping children develop physical literacy is to provide opportunities for them to be physically active as much as possible, to be outside with their children as much as possible, to take them on hikes and to play games with them outdoors, to find time and places for them to be physically active in different environments. For instance, taking them to forests or orchards, having them climb trees, take man- manageable risks that uh, are good for children because they are learning to to manage their own abilities too, and of course interacting with them through playing catch and, and throwing a ball, picking fruit is a good physical activity for them to get involved in, and anything that anything else that they do do with children in an open natural environment is always best.
0: And that development just. Again, is reinforced when we think of how physical literacy is related to the essential learning to learn skills for all aspects of learning and Dale, you and I did a podcast, um, I think it was episode number 25 on the essential learning to learn skills. So can you talk a little bit about how physical literacy is related to those essential learning
1: to learn skills? When children are learning physical skills and developing their bodies, they are also learning to focus, to attend to the task that they're addressing. It might be learning to skip or to cut with scissors. They are learning to be patient. They're learning that they're not always going to do it right the first time and that they have to go back and do it over. They're learning to persist with the skill that is difficult for them to master and to persevere until they have actually acquired the skill. They're learning to overcome obstacles. They're learning to ask for help or, or to avoid distractions. And they may be learning also to return to the activity that they're uh, addressing at the time after an interruption. So when children are learning, let's say, skilled movements associated with, um, let's say, hockey, they're learning to twist, turn without falling down, balance, they may be learning to stick handle with a hockey stick in their hands, surprisingly hard to do if you've ever tried it. They're having to employ the learning skills that are often the same learning skills that they have to employ when they're trying to understand a math problem or when they're trying to to read a passage with some new words in it. So, learning itself is an academic enterprise, the act of learning is itself a set of skills that really embrace all other aspects of learning, including physical education, developing fitness skills, and and certainly developing body awareness. So all of the learning to learn skills, I would say, are are involved in becoming physically illiterate. and, And of course, they're mutually interdependent.
0: So that is both exciting uh, and informative to uh, understand knowing that a child, the complete child, the whole child is being impacted when they are outside being active, involving themselves in play, uh, interacting with the environment and developing skills, not only physical skills, but emotional, social Uh, academic, and relational relationship skills. So I think we've covered a lot of ground uh, in a short period of time today. And Dale, I just want to thank you for joining me here uh, today. Is there anything else that you would like parents to consider as they just kind of think about what we've talked about
1: during this time? Well, it's a great pleasure to be with you all today. Thank you, Diane. Perhaps just to repeat what I said before, that parents are the child's first and most important teacher. And that parents, although they may never have been trained as teachers, parents are natural teachers. They're teaching their children all the time, even if they're not actively doing so. Children imitate their parents. They they watch them. They observe them closely. And We often are are surprised when they reflect us. Parents have a huge impact on on their child's ability to become physically capable. The more parents move, the more children will move.
0: Love that. The more parents move, the more children will move. Thanks for joining us here in the 15-minute classroom today. If you'd like to learn more about the essential skills your children need at home, at school, and on the playground, head over to Coaching Next Steps. You'll find a list of episodes related to these essential skills and a 15-minute strategy that you can use as you prioritize the skills that you'd like to work on with your children. If you'd like to win a free copy of Dale's book, send me an email at coachingnextsteps@gmail.com. at gmail.com that's coachingnextsteps at gmail.com. Provide me with your email address so that I can identify one lucky winner at the end of November. Well, that's a wrap for today. Thanks for joining us across this online table, and I look forward to seeing you here on the next episode of the 15-Minute Classroom.